Sorry, I have to keep laughing. <laughs> you guys would not believe what just happened. But I think that would that's gonna make the episode really fun this week. But welcome guys to another episode of Money Mondays, where we talk about raising capital and investing with purpose. I'm your host, Kalisha Carter, and I have my gorgeous co-host. Betsy. Hey everyone, I'm so happy to be today. I had we're a little bit, I was I made us behind a little bit just because I had my computer on mute and I couldn't hear Kalisha. I was like, what is wrong? And it's crazy because I was on a phone call that I've been like trying to wrap up, but so we literally came on this like very, very last minute. But we fixed all the technical difficulties. Thank God that end really well. So welcome guys. We're so excited this week. We're going to talk about creating eye catching pitch decks when raising private capital. Um, I think a lot of persons have found us um, through our pitch decks because our pitch decks are so detailed. It looks amazing. Like it's very colorful. It's very modern. And um before we begin, let's go through for all of our listeners here. Let's um the information that we talk about, please take it with a grain of salt because um it's for informational purposes only. We are please find a certified attorney, a certified CPA, do your own diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. Mm -hmm. Everything we say or talk about is from our experience. We do bring professionals here. So if you do need someone, just let us know. We can get you guys in contact with them. But um, yes, yes we're very excited to talk about our pitch decks because it's a killer too. Yeah, I know. I mean, I had this conversation today with um, this past week with somebody talking about um, our pitch decks because they want to know how to raise capital. And they're like, well, like, what information do I need to provide? What what's going on? So I was like, hey, join <laughs> us on Monday. We're going to dive deep. We're going to talk about um, we're gonna talk about exactly that. You know, I want to give a huge shout out first before we even dive in, just a huge shout out to all our subscribers because we started this channel um, the end of March or on March 31st. We're now in, is it March or April? I think the beginning of April was our first episode. Yeah. That's when we started our YouTube just to start marketing. And I think we st- our first episode was March. And we're two, like, I think right now we're about like two months in and we're like, maybe I think we're a little over 200 subscribers. Um, So we just want to shout out to everyone who subscribed to our YouTube channel and also for everyone who also has been following us on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you guys so much. And as usual, we just want to, we want to create a space for everyone to come in and learn about raising private capital, to hear success stories from uh, experts as well. So spread the word, share this episode with a friend, a fellow investor, or anyone that's in the space as well. So what were you saying, Maxi? We want to be bridging that gap. Um, we want to be in the middle. We want to be in the conversation so that we know how we do it the right way, how we tell people, like, how do we raise capital the right way Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best way for lenders to protect their money? We just want to be able to be that middle people that 
talk about it and help you. And the good thing too, like guys, we're learning as we go along as well. Um, for me, I don't know about Betsy, but I think we share the same thought as well. Yes. We don't consider ourselves as experts. We're we're still we're still new for us, even if it's less than a year, less than two years, whatever it is. We're still learning even from other experts who've been doing this for years and we try to bring them on this channel. Even when we started doing our pitch decks, we used, we got criticism. We thought it looked really good. But we had lenders who would point and we would literally just adjust as we go along. Um, but before we even dive in, guys, remember to like this episode or comment. Let us know what you guys think, what info you guys would like us to share. And leave us a review as well on wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, let us know what you guys about. What you guys like. <laughs> yeah let us know i know i mean i've seen a lot of those comments you guys um out there i i really we really do appreciate the love and the support that we've we've been receiving from you guys um this has been great it's been great to know you guys are there and we try to provide we try to do our content for you guys um i know that we been receiving a few uh, questions. Whenever we, we we get questions that are a little repeated, we're like, oh, we need to make an episode about this. We need to. We try to make a note about it. Even if it's not like on Money Mondays, like we try to do like a quick um, video just talking about it that we can post on our channel as yeah. well. Because we're all about raising capital and investing with purpose. Yeah. You know? So let's dive into like creating like eye-catching pitch decks. Kalisha, what, what is a pitch deck? Can, can you like explain for our audience, what is this pitch deck that we're talking about? So they're really like a pitch deck. Uh, if you guys have ever heard like an elevator pitch, or I'm gonna just go down to later term. It's like a presentation. Um, if anyone is telling you about anything, real estate, a product, um, a business, you always sometimes they have like a PDF document, like a slideshow or anything like that that gives you an overview of what that person is trying to sell, what they're trying to like persuade you to, to invest in. It just gives a detailed overview of the product and service. Um, especially the, the pitch deck is perfect as well for someone who doesn't like, um, who likes reading. Cause you know, like, I don't know why you Betsy, but for me, like someone can tell me a lot of info and it goes through one ears and come out through the other one. But when I see it, I'm like, yeah, I'm visual. Yeah, I'm a visual learner. Listen, like, I'm very visual. I like seeing pictures. I like seeing it that needs to be look pretty and everything needs to be straight to the point. So the, the pitch deck, especially with your projects, your real estate projects, when you're trying to get private money lenders to lend you, um, to lend you funds for a deal, you need to present them with all the details. And I'm not talking like a Word document. I've seen that. And Girl, girl. I'm not saying they're bad, you guys. For you guys that have done it and raised capital using them, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, for if you don't know, then you're gonna do that because you really don't know. But when you think about it, a lot of persons don't like read it, so they'll see that and they'll skim through all the info, and then they're they're asking you stuff about a, the the project or the property itself. And it's all in there, but that's because they don't want to read. But that's so key. If you have so much information, they're just gonna—they're going to get questions asked. 
Like yeah. if it's not clear, precise, easy to read, they're going to be asking you questions. So if you see that your lenders are coming back to you with questions that you have put already on your pitch deck, either they're not looking at it, which can be something too, but it's most likely that there's, it's not clear enough. Yeah. And the thing is too, like, I don't think, I always thought that there was like a right and wrong way to do a pitch deck in terms of like the headings. Um, but I learned that depending on who you're pitching to, who your target audience is, that's how you will know like the different headings to, to, to include. Like I recently learned that the pitch deck that we're doing for or creative deals, it's completely different from a pitch deck that you will do for when doing a fund. Uh, a pitch deck is completely different when you're syndicated because then in that way you may do a PPM or something like that which is more detailed. It's going to have more words and everything in it. Um, but for us, as I said, like we really just go along with the pitch deck. If some, if we realize that lenders keep asking us questions about something specific, we now start including it in our pitch deck. But at the same time, keep your pitch deck super short. I'm talking like 10 page max, like 12 page max. If you can go below 12, Perfect. And that includes like your, your cover page that includes like your end page. Um, just keep it super short. Uh, this is Betsy's favorite part or so we normally have like our intro. So guys, we're going to go through the outline now of the, of our pitch deck. feel free to go on Google, do your own research. You don't have to include every single thing, but this is what has worked for us. So we normally have like our intro. Um, like or like what do you call that not intro or cover page cover page yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our cover page normally have like pictures of the property it gives you like the property address it has for logo and what else does it just have that's it Right there, I'm not, is there anything else on our cover page? That's no, really straight to the point. It has the property address, picture of the property, maybe one or two, depending on the design. And yeah. then, like, if, if if it's a big project that we're working on, we can have the name of the project. Um, if we name it, you know, it's all marketing. <laughs> and then our second page normally have our disclaimer, the same disclaimer mm -hmm. that you guys see on the screen that we put on every single video that we do. That disclaimer is normally on the second page and it's just a reminder to let persons know, hey, these are our findings. We're not giving you advice. Do your own research, do your own due diligence. We're not responsible for anything. Yes, and remember that this is more to protect, well, it is to protect you and it is to protect them. Like it's, it's very important for you to have a disclaimer always because, you know, um, this is an investment. Investments. Our risk. We've talked about this before. Everyone <laughs> has risk. Then I think the third page, so we're on page the, the third page, and this can go any direction. So the third page, it normally gives you, uh, this would be like an about us, mm -hmm. who we are, um, and we just keep it super simple. We don't do a paragraph, and we kind of be very strategic with like bullet points. Um, I think we keep it super simple, maybe four or five bullet points, like the key main things to show, like how we got started, how much money we've raised, what our strategies are, and what our goal is. Yeah, or like a, a summary, like this is my history, like background. This is where you can find like 
the credibility this is the credibility piece yeah exactly and then it also has a picture of us and picture it's not like a mirror selfie <laughs> it's not a mirror selfie it's a very we have a very professional photos um and we do this so persons can put a face to who they're dealing with and then Right after that, it goes, where does it go? It goes and to. And also if we have a link, it's to our, like, for us, it would be maybe our YouTube or our webpage or our Instagram, where we're, where we're showing what we're doing. Right. Yeah. And those links are always clickable. And don't, we'll tell you guys where we're actually editing all, creating all our pitch decks on a very, very low budget. So we'll share that as well. <laughs> so after we do our overview about us, Let's say we are working with a partner as well who brings the project. We also create a, a, a about page for them. So at least that lender know everyone who's involved and they know their background as well about that person that they're going to deal with. And after that, it would be the property overview. Now, I'm not talking the property overview like you would put like a description when you put on Zillow or someone who's selling a home. When you talk about like the granite countertop and all that stuff, no. Keep it simple, like very, very simple. Uh, what neighborhood is this project in? What's the bed and bath count? What's the year built? What is the square footage? And we try to say, keep it simple because you don't wanna one overwhelm lenders, especially if they're new. For an experienced lender as well, they don't care about like the small things. I mean, they do, but for them, it's like, what is the bed and bath count? Is this project remodeled? Does it need rehab? Um, is this a single family home? Is this a multifamily home? Is this a, a condo? Is this a town home? Is it in a gated community? Like just main things about that property. Um, and then you have pictures of the house. We'll say we recommend at or least, huh? Or the project if it's a picture flip. Yeah, <laughs> at least six, not like one photo, guys. The goal is keep over. Okay. Maybe like the kitchen, living room if it's an open space. Maybe one of the outside. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, you said outside. A bathroom. Bathroom. That should cover it because the idea is I've seen this a lot where, and I get it where you have the Google Drive and you put the link. So out, the six is perfect. And then you can do like a sub link, like for more pictures and then click here, it goes wherever. Because the idea is you want to keep that lender um, engaged in, in the, like you're not, you haven't gotten to the part where you're pitching. Yeah, so you don't want them to come out of the link and then have to go back to the, it's like, just keep them one place, everything in that PDF. Mm -hmm. And even with that, so even- You lose every, well, you know, you lose every, you lose a person every time they have to click out. So it's yeah. like 50% of the click rate is what they yeah. will actually will go in. And yeah. you want more eyes on your pitch deck. Exactly. And I think what I've learned too is that even though guys, we have, an about us page right before the property details you can put the about at the end so you can do your disclaimer and you can go straight into the property overview as well <laughs> you're a good girl 
I know they're allowed today. I don't know why. So after, so just recap. So we have our cover page, guys. We have our disclaimer page. We have um, the about us page, and then we have the property overview. After that, we we tend to go right into the project. Um, so that's where now we talk about the deal breakdown. Uh, so it's, we call it deal breakdown, and then we have a subheading acquisition strategy. And the acquisition strategy is really just telling investors now, or lenders rather, how are you planning to purchase this property? Keep it very simple. Um, what the, the money that you're using, that you're requesting or trying to raise, what are you going to use that money for? Because mm -hmm, exactly. that is key. And it's like very concise. Like you can even put it in a graph. Like, hey, this is this is the number. This is how we got it. If this is a creative deal, how is it a creative deal? How much is it going to the seller? How much is going to the um, realtor if there is one? Like, I, like you actually need to put all the details. Um, people, people yeah. that lend you money really care about the numbers. Yeah, yeah. the table really. It, the table too. It makes it looks way more presentable. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, now if it's that, it is a fix and flip project, your acquisition strategy will be a little bit more detailed. And even before you go to the acquisition, the deal breakdown itself, you can have a section that shows you, uh, comparables. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I say comparables, have at least four comparables. So you have the pictures, you have how much it was sold for the date it was sold the property address, the number of bed and bath counts, square footage. That way too, persons are not coming out of your presentation. They're not clicking to go view something. Everything is right there. Yeah, to be able to see it days on market, you yeah. know, um, we can we can totally do a whole video on like what parameters you need. But mm -hmm. um, if you're already in, in real estate, you should know um, the parameters to find a comparable, a good comparable. Yeah. And the graphs help too. So we when when it when it's a fix and flip, we use Privy. And Privy would do Privy would like do a screenshot. So it shows like that screenshot will also show how far the proximity of the subject property to that comparable. Um, so persons can actually see that hey, they're not lying. Here are the data. So that's when it's a fix and flip. Uh, but with the creative. Some, you can still even provide um, the comparables if it's a creative deal as well. I'm here thinking what else in the deal breakdown for the acquisition strategy. Yeah, to make sure you got the right number for the ARB. Like you need a backup to go, yeah. oh, hey, how did, how did you get this number? Like what, yeah. what was what was your thought process through that? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they want to see that you're, you're, you're running them right. They want to invest in a good opportunity. When it's a fix and flip as well, your acquisition strategy, like that table breakdown you have, let's say it's a fix and flip. Um, you have the purchase price, you have the rehab amount, then you have a section called total acquisition cost. And this is where I see a lot of persons, they do not include, what do you call it? They don't include um, the cost, the closing costs. Yes. So they're like, the purchase price is 20000 The rehab is 50000 They're like, total co cost of acquisition is 70000 No. It's going to be more because you have your closing costs that you have to account for. So when you do that, now you also need to include, okay, 
where you get like a one or two, one sentence actually, where are you getting the money for the purchase and the rehab? So if you're using a hard money lender and the hard money lender is giving you, let's say 75% of the total acquisition cost, you need to state that. Because again, at least when lenders are looking on that deck, they're like, okay, this person has everything figured out. Because then they're going to call. They're like, where are you getting this money from? How much is the hard money lender giving you? How much is the bank giving you? Oh, yeah. And they also want to know the numbers on that hard money loan. Like if they're giving you 12% interest, 15% interest for how long? What are your terms that you got with that lender? Yeah. And if you just laid all out there on the pitch deck, like... You're making it easier for that private money lender to make a decision. Yeah, and it's not bad. It's it's transparency, transparency, transparency. Uh, lenders want to see that you're being honest. Yeah. Want to see that you are actually going to give them all the information that they need. Yeah. And the thing too, like the I'm thinking what else with the deal breakdown. Like, if there is like income, um. Well, this is now will be deal breakdown part two. So we'll just talk about deal breakdown part one. Sub subtopic would be the acquisition strategy. And then you have deal breakdown with another subtopic, um, disposition or exit strategy. Strategy. This is now where you show, okay, when I buy this property, I'm going to sell it. Your projections. Yes, that is key. So sometimes when you put in numbers, you can always put an asterisk. Like if it's an ARV is 200, you can put an asterisk. Like, this is going to be the ARV. This is the closing cost to sell after I pay the private money lender their rate um, plus their principal. Um, this is going to be the spread after I pay back the hard money lender, the, the loan and everything. This is the spread that is left. If it's a creative deal as well, and you're going to do an Airbnb or let's see, a midterm rental or a pad split, whatever it is, that's now when you start putting like, this is the rental income. And again, it's an estimated rental income. So you got to be super conservative with your numbers. You put the estimated rental. Don't put the highest, you guys. Like if you see the highest, do not put the highest. <laughs> like I've seen this with air, like persons will put like exit strategy, Airbnb, and they put the highest number. And I'm like, Show me what the worst case scenario is. Looks like, yeah. And then also, if you have a second exit, because we always tell you, like, do two exits. Yeah. If you have a second exit, state it. Like, hey, if it, and as a second, we have this. Yeah. Um, and like a brief overview, like very brief, like two sentences. Yeah. And that's always in order. So we have exit one and we have exit two. And even for exit two, we're showing you the breakdown for exit two um right after that and if you guys don't worry like i know this may seem like a lot but you if you want to see our pitch decks we will put a link to our, a link to our website in our description um and you can see a bunch of pitch decks that we've done for deals and you will see like every deck is going to be completely different because we evolve as we go along um and i would like to make them look different you know um repetitive re when things are repetitive they get boring so yeah the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you guys can definitely go always um we have them ready and available if you click on the opportunities tab or opportunities in our link or in our link trees or on our website you can see all our pitch decks there that we've um that we have right now opportunities 
we're always like as Betsy said, like we are always changing that, like all like a new design or something, just to give it a refresh. Even if it's an old project and we're still looking for it, for we'll change the entire design just to get more traction on it. Um, whenever like I think what when you do the deal breakdown, right after that we go straight into the ask. The ask. <laughs> so the ask is normal, like also known as how much money are you really looking from the private money lender? This page for us changes a lot. And here's why. Um, let's say if we need $20,000 and something changed and we got 10,000, we need to adjust the term for the 10 to say, hey, we already got 10. We need an additional 10. This is what the rate gonna be. But without even get, getting technical, that page is just, you need to state the terms. How much you're looking for, the terms, how much money you're looking for, how long do you need the funds, what is the return on investment for that private money lender. Mm-hmm. And if you're already on a contract, you put what is the closing date or close of escrow. If you already close out on that project and you need funding, then you put close of escrow as soon as possible. Yeah. And if you already... Yeah. If you already closed on it and you're looking to like X, like you need to be very transparent. So if you already, if this is a property property that you already had and you're just trying to pay off a current lender with a new lender, Mm -hmm. um, you got to say that too. Like just replace a new lender, an old lender. And I think after the ask, so the ask, again, we we keep the ask extremely simple unless if it's, if it's a, Property. So if you're getting, if you're giving equity, if it's interest only, and if it's annualized or not, the annualized thing is also a whole thing. Guys, I think we spoke about this a lot. So if it's that you're doing, let's say 12% interest rate, you need to put, if it's annualized, you say 12% annualized interest rate. Because then if you just put a 12%, whether and the product is six months, we're just gonna be like, okay, you're given twelve percent return um, for six months. Where some persons is actually calculating that as an annualized return. We're like, no. So always, always be specific, be clear on that as well. Because I think that's a lot of things that persons don't even. Yeah, we've had a lot of questions where the private money lenders come back and they're like, okay, so is this the amount I'm getting monthly? So yeah. is this, we had, they had to double check because they've been burned before or they, they've been, that's happened to them before <laughs> in the past where they're just like, um, what's the real number? <laughs> and before we used to, we used to just put like 12%. Mm-hmm. And now we put the exact amount. So we'll put the, if it's 12%, we'll put in bracket what that amount is. So we're all on the same page as well. Um, after the ask, well, we normally put the next step. So we have like this graph that shows the private money lending process and um, that process. So let's say we're starting, this is a completely new process. The project is on the contract. We'll show that, okay, you are here. You know, like when you go to the, airport or wherever and you're trying to figure out where you are and on the map it will show that you're here and if you want to get to point z this is where you go yeah location location so that's our next step so we normally show like okay you're here and here could be you just received the the presentation packet or the deal breakdown or the pitch deck 
And the next step is to start paperwork. Uh, we try not to put every single step in there because, again, we don't want to overwhelm private money lenders. Um, if it's that the project is already closed and we need funds for rehab, we'll state that, we'll show that you are here and this is going to be the next step. Uh, after that, I think we have an FAQ page uh, that just so commonly asks questions that persons may have. For example, what if I die? Nothing good. How do I get my money back? Ooh, you know what? To protect yourself. Yes, we forgot the most important page. Before we actually go to the FAQ, we always have a page that talks about how is your money protected, insured, and secured. So mm -hmm. that's where we outline all the documents that you will get to protect your money. So I think in that we outline, even if it's like, we normally have like the promissory note, do you trust, all that stuff. If it's like a deal that requires equity, then we'll show that, okay, we'll create an LLC. If it's a creative deal, and we're doing short-term lending that we like, oh, you can do a deed in lieu or you get a personal guarantee. So we outline all so that into the insurance. Or, yeah, exactly. Or fix and flip. <laughs> so all those things we outline and then we will go to the FAQ and a thank you page. And then... With our contact information. And our contact, yeah. So our thank you page, yeah, has our contact, it has our website. Um, and that normally is about 10 to 12 page. Again, there's no fluff for us. We're not trying to, yes, in a way you're trying to persuade, but we just, we're giving you data. These are the facts for you to make a decision. If you need additional info, then give us a call. That's it. Like keep it super simple. Um, let it be visually appealing guys and most times we don't even share the pdf version of our pitch deck and the reason why we don't do that is because we're always changing things so we want to make sure that if someone has so we share a viewable link so that means if we realize way after that there was an error or we need to adjust the numbers we know that once we adjust those numbers whoever has the existing link will see those updates um immediately as well so we share the viewable link and for those who've been following us yes we use Canva. <laughs> we don't use anything special um a lot of stuff we just the templates are there but then we just tweak it and add our personal touch to it as we go along and we use canva pro so we i think canva pro and guys we're not we don't have, we're not affiliated with them or anything like that. Um, it's just a very useful tool that a lot of us are familiar with and utilize. And it's very affordable and we get a lot done with it. Mm -hmm. And the features are amazing. So, yes. And for all the Adobe fans, Adobe now has Adobe Express that you guys can use. And it's very, very similar. Um, and I mean, if you have it, it's included in your in your plan if you already pay for that. So it's easy, and I like Canva too because then you can can you edit use Adobe Express and edit it from your phone. Yeah, actually, I haven't tried that. I have a I have a beta. I'm trying the beta, so mm -hmm. I'm very excited to like give feedback on that. Because uh, I'm about to say, hmm, I like Canva too because I can always edit it on my phone. But I'm gonna try that. Because if they don't, I'm at, I'm li I'm literally on the beta for their Discord stuff and for feedback. 
Yeah. I will definitely bring that up if they don't have that. <laughs> I'm just like, I need, I need, I need results. <laughs> but guys, the, a pitch, the pitch deck, it's very simple. Just we've seen first, and I, I appreciate it because we've seen persons who copy um, or deck and let me not say copy, but they were inspired because I, when we started, I saw a pitch deck and it blew my mind. I love seeing other people's work because I can see like, how can we make more pitch deck? Shout, shout them out. <laughs> there's a lot. And <laughs> there's really a lot, but the right word is not saying that they copy or we copy, but we are inspired by what other persons are doing. And then because we can be inspired by somebody else's work. Mm -hmm. and they're like oh instead of doing this we can actually do that so yeah you just make it our own thing make it our own but that is really our overview on creating an eye-catching pitch deck you know oh proof proofread guys like it's one thing when you're done go in present mode and pretend as if you're the investor looking read through everything um Make sure everything is the same font size. Like if it's a paragraph, make sure all the paragraph throughout is the same font size, the, the same font color. I like to be doing stuff like fully aligned or is it left aligned? The same, the headings are the same size, same font color, the same font style. Um, what else? And all these things. <laughs> I guess I would be like, tell, my advice would be don't rush it. That's definitely my thing. I like to do things fast and then sometimes I miss things. But um, if you're not rushing it and you make sure a fun trick that I have learned to do is to read it backwards, because if you read it backwards, then you'll you'll see when a word is misspelled. Sometimes when since you know the words and you're reading correctly, you'll just skip over the word. because Your brain will recognize the word. But if you're reading it backwards, you're you'll see it if it's misspelled. See, no, I never thought about that. Oh yeah, I picked up. I picked it up. Uh, still misspell words because I rush. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. That's why the full the full view like go, do, viewing it in present mode because that's way too you'll know if your pictures are aligned and if your headings. Because when you start clicking through, you're like you will see that oh this is up. This word is is all the way to the top, and on the other page it was at the bottom. Um, I'm here thinking what else so. Just a full, a, a, a little recap on things to include in your pitch deck. So you have your cover page, that's one. So now page one. Page two, you have your disclaimer. Page three, you have an about us page. Page four, you have the property overview. If it's a fix and flip, flip then page five, you have the, the comparables and a little bit about the area as well. Page six, you have the deal breakdown. This is where you talk about the numbers, the acquisition strategy. How are you, what's the purchase price? What's the rehab? What's the closing cost? All those stuff. Page seven, you talk about the deal breakdown. Again, what is the exit strategy? An exit strategy, one, two, three, as many as you would like. Uh, page eight, we have the ask. So how much money, what are the terms of the deal? How much money are you looking to borrow um and the terms of it page what is this on my hand 
Nine, <laughs> you have the documents page. Share what documents are you providing to ensure that lenders' funds are protected, uh, secured, and insured. Page 10 is our next step. And then page 11, or thank you page, and page 12, you can go beyond with the FAQ. The FAQ for us is just our bonus. You do not have to have it. But that's why we put it after the thank you page that has more info. Again, if you guys want to see which decks that we've done, visit our website at www.kelsandbetsy.com. That's K-E-L-L-Z-N-B-E-T-Z-Y.com. Exactly. We just fill the beans, guys. On creating an eye-catching pitch deck. Time-consuming. But I think if you do the first one or two and you have the layout, it's so much easier for you to do the others because then all you got to be doing is like copy and paste. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You want to spend more time explaining to people about your deal or do you want to spend more time looking for fun? <laughs> and it's funny thing is like what, what I love is that when you're when everything is in your pitch deck, when you start telling someone about the deal and they're like, Hey, do you have a document or anything? Yeah, here you go. Let me forward you the link. And everything about that project is right there. So the moment they reach out to you, they're like somewhat interested in that deal. Or they're seeking clarification on something because you presented all the info in it. And you don't spend time trying to convince somebody to lend on your deal, re-explaining all the numbers and anything like that. Oh, you're welcome, Maggie. I know. Thank you, Maggie. Yeah. I love the butterfly. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. So when you have everything in your pitch deck, it's like, it makes it so much easier for lenders who or looking to lend, but they don't have much real estate background. You put all the data. So you're helping them to do their due diligence. And if, if they reach out to another investor to verify the info, then that will make, that's a huge difference instead of like, for example, an ARV and comparables. When you put an ARV of 100,000, now the investor needs to go and figure out what is this ARV? Like, how do I find comparables? Imagine that investor who's completely new and doesn't even know how to find ARV. Yeah. And that gives you the, the also the opportunity to build more trust. Mm -hmm. Like you can have that conversation with them. You can show them how you got your ARV. Like, look, this is like literally right there what you're seeing. I, I went to go look at Privy. I can show you how to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're building you're building that relationship. It comes back to relationships. <laughs> and it's fun. Like you will find, believe it or not, you guys will find more private money lenders because of your pitch decks. That's how we found a bunch of poor lenders because we shared our pitch decks on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And person like, oh my God, I love this deck. Like you have all the info in there and my money's tied up right now, but please reach out in like a month. I would love to work with you guys because you guys put everything in one pitch deck. Yeah. And then that also includes, that, that also kind of like makes us get into like newsletters which is another thing that we can talk about but we can sign them up for our newsletters you can sign up for our newsletters on our on our page and you'll yeah. just get updates on them and 
resources to our pitch decks, like quick pitch decks, like, hey, this is a new opportunity. Here you go. Look at this. Look and at it this. credibility too. Yeah. Like, so, like that, our pitch deck gives us so much credibility and it makes us stand apart from our competitors or whoever is doing it. Like that's our unique selling point. That we're known for creating great pitch decks for a time. This is not us bragging. This is just what lenders have said to us or referred us to stuff to other persons as well. It's like tells them Betsy, their attention to detail is amazing. Um, and the fact that we do pitch decks now, like in our different groups, a lot of persons are taking pitch decks seriously. And as they, they're figuring it out as they go along. So we just wanted to share what we include and what we find has been very helpful in doing pitch deck and just keep evolving. And just make you look more professional. Mm -hmm. Man, hope you guys found this episode very valuable. Like my mom is like, mm, so tired. And I <laughs> you ran off the most. Like, I think it's, it's I, we say this too about a lot of episodes. <laughs> This is gonna be one of the episodes that you're gonna to have to rewatch because you have to take notes. Um, if you're listening to this after, um, you can save this episode. Just make sure you go back and make notes of the things that you guys need to include when doing your pitch decks. And of course, if you don't wanna do that as well, we're here to raise capital. Uh, let me not even say that. But we are here to assist you the best way that we can. Um, if we're partnering on projects, and I know, know we said partnering on projects, <laughs> we normally create pitch decks for partners and other investors who we've been working with. That's what they like. They know the value of doing a pitch deck, but they just don't have the time to do it. They don't want to do it. So that's how we collaborate together, create the pitch deck. Focus on raising capital so we can do our thing. Exactly. <laughs> but bridging that, that gap. Huh? I feel like bridging that gap. I like being the glue, the middleman, just like in and out. I mean, I love it. I love raising capital, so it's where I like to be. <laughs> and I hope you guys can see that too. I mean, I hope you guys can see that we love doing this. We love helping you guys. We totally love being here, ask, um, answering your questions, learning as we go. I've learned so much myself. I've gotten inspired by a lot of you. Well, guys, let us know what you think about this episode, um, what you would like us to even talk about or share within or business that we're doing in Raising Capital. If you guys wanna see the systems that we have, how we stay organized because I know a lot of persons like the details like let us know what you guys want us to talk about in the comment section if you're listening as well give us a review oh uh, news huh reviews or news oh yeah wrap up too we're now gonna be doing more webinars well not even more but start doing webinars and we're bringing on guests as well, sharing a lot of info. Um, our first webinar is next week, uh, Thursday, which is January 22nd. She's so excited. January 22nd at 7 p.m. EST. So you guys, if you follow us on social media, at Kalisha Carter, at underscore Life with Betsy, 
we will share the flyer there, but you guys have to register. There's we'll the registration link on our website too. Yes. Everything. Save our website, you guys. Just save it. <laughs> Webinar, we're actually going to talk about the private money lending process and to know if this is a good fit for you. So we're doing a whole presentation of showing you things, um, what to look for, showing you samples of documents as well. Um, showing you deal breakdowns, questions, guiding, giving you guys guidance on questions to ask based on things that we've seen our lenders ask us. Um, again, as you said, this is a learning experience for us, so we're always adding stuff to it. Yeah, for our lenders, so that they can see how how can they what to look for, mm -hmm. um, what papers they need to protect themselves with. So it, it'll be like a big overview. Yeah, about everything, but. Tune in, guys, to that. Make sure you guys are following us. If you guys haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel. Shout out um, to Maggie. She's yeah. here the whole time. <laughs> Shout out, Maggie. <laughs> but be sure, guys, to subscribe to our channel. Like this video. Comment. Let us know what you guys really think. Um, for us, we just want to share our journey. Share the things that we are learning. Yeah, and what things you guys need to learn or want to learn. Or what things you guys have questions on. Or um think other people have questions on yeah let us know guys thank you guys for tuning in um if you missed this episode it will be live uh so you can always go back and rewatch it but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of money mondays where we talk about raising private capital and investing with purpose and until next time we'll see you guys next week same time, same place.